welcome, 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 everyone. It's another great day in this lovely world of ours. You got Coach T. Tate here. And, of course, you know that is my smiling counterpart, my right-hand man, the hipster, Mr. J. Everett Pearsall. How you doing there, Mr. Pearsall? Absolutely outstanding, my friend. Absolutely outstanding. Well, you know, that that hot music there, I saw you moving them shoulders and those hips. You know, this is our 40th edition, 40 editions of the Watkins Award show. Can you believe that, Mr. Pearsall? You didn't say 40. I That's said not what 40. you said. I said 40. You didn't say 40. Yes, I did say 40. (laughs) Now, you know, it's another great day. You know, it's a lot of bad news that I constantly hear, not just today, but I constantly hear on the radio. I hear it, of course, and see it on TV, watch it on the Internet. A lot of stuff going on. But we got some positive news. Never come to you with any bad news. This is all positive. But before we get started, I always have to do a disclaimer because sometimes this good news gets so outrageous by the responses I get by people who listen to this show all over the world. We got people in Africa, Australia. We got them in Asia. Of course, we got them all over North America that are listening to this show in Europe. I don't want to leave Europe out. Uh, that are li- and I must admit, we have someone in Iceland that listens to our show. As hard as it may be to believe, someone <laughs> in Iceland listens to our show. They were even on our show. So if you got any doubt, you can you can listen to some of the past shows and you can find out who that person was. But in the meantime, what I want to do is that disclaimer. The views and opinion of the Watkins Award show are those of J. Everett Pearsall and myself, Coach T. Tate. We have to take the blame on this here. Now, our advertisers and I'm sure the radio station, BBS Radio, They will agree with some of the things, if not all of the things, but don't hold them accountable for some of the outrageous stuff that you think that we stayed out of our mouths because we're not talking anything about the bad that's going on around the world, not just in our local neighborhoods in the country, but around the world. This is good news all the time. And so I want to start out, Mr. Pearsall, by asking you, that does not look like Baltimore behind you. I mean, you know, first of all, that's a nice, that's a nice shirt that you have on. As always, you have the nice shirts. So people, a lot of people, including myself, we want to see what kind of shirt you're going to break out in. And we want to know, where's Mr. Pearsall today? Well, you know, it's that that sort of dull olive green Watkins Award shirt, if you want to call it that. I'm no interior designer, so I can't give you probably the most accurate color that it is, but that's what I call it. 
that dull olive green walking towards shirt. If you'd like money. one, hit us money on the green. web shirt. Money, green. money green, money green. Hey. Okay. So behind me is the Las Vegas Strip. So you see the MGM, uh, you see the Cosmo, uh, you see some condos, and I'm in the Aria. Uh, but I'm on the Las Vegas Strip right now, and uh, I came here to see, uh, I was hoping to see, rather, uh, your hapless uh, Washington Redskins go down well, to the Raiders. However, uh, yeah, right. um, they were able to limp through, and the Raiders decided to give uh, <laughs> charity to another team in the NFL this week. And the recipient was the Washington Redskins. Hey, hey, the Washington football team. Football team, my bad. Okay. The, w, the, the WTF. The Washington football My bad. Team. WTF, WTF, my bad. No, 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 no. WFT. My bad, my bad. Yeah, WFT. 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 Let's get it. Let's I get got it right. the letters wrong, my bad. And behind <laughs> me, just in case you didn't notice, is the Auburn University football stadium. So I just want you to know, I got a full house, sold out game behind me. And we'll talk about it even more when our special guest, none other than who had who shares the last name with me, Ben Tate, shows up on the show. But before then, Mr. Pearsall, we got a we we don't have a lot of time, but to say the least, let's talk about some good news. What happened this weekend that need that our listeners, our watchers need to know about? Now, you know, if I were not in Las Vegas with the beautiful scenery behind me, I would likely have a background that was indicative of the extraordinary weekend that I had outside of your fair city. So I come to Vegas from Atlanta, Georgia. And that thing that Mr. Tate speaks of is an individual who three years ago uh, was a standard bearer for the Watkins Award, who went to the University of Georgia, who maintained a 4.0 plus in high school as a number one running back, I mean, linebacker in the country, I'm sorry, linebacker in the country, who went on to uh, the University of Georgia and continued his career and climbed the ladder. And now in his third year, has not only established himself as the number one linebacker at the University of Georgia, in fact, not only the number one linebacker in the state of Georgia, I mean, not only the number one linebacker in the SEC, not only the number one linebacker on the East Coast, but the number one linebacker in this entire United States of America. He was honored just yesterday with the Buckus Award, the one and only Nicobe Dean, the number one linebacker in the country. Now, I must tell you that not very many people have won the Buckus Award in high school and in college. He Three. got the Heisman Award. I got the Buckus Award the same time a year, three years ago in high school. And now he joins three other individuals to be honored with the Buckus Award, both in high school and in college. What an elite oh. group. 
But I'll tell you. Now, I know you got some questions. And uh, I can yes, answer it in one second. But I want to tell you that I would venture to say that none of those other three individuals were engineering majors. And likely, without doing my homework, and I'll tell the listeners to tell me I'm wrong, that none of those others were not only carrying a major like an engineering degree, but carried a 3.7, 3.8 GPA in that challenging uh, uh, curriculum, in that challenging degree, um, with aspirations to not only be the best linebacker in the country, the most intelligent as well. Well, they, first of all, if they need to talk to you, what you got to do is start giving them a telephone number. 1-888-627-6008. That's 1-888-627-6008. And they can call in and talk to you personally on air, live. This is where, this is not the podcast version. This is the live version. Now, this will turn into a podcast. So I don't want someone to hear this show at another time and start calling in and can't reach you. So if they need to reach you via email, which is always on, what email should they hit you up on, Mr. Pearsaw? Info at NAAAA.com. Now, how about your Instagram? If they want to DM you. Well, you know, unfortunately, there'll be no DMing going on here. But you can email me at my personal email address at oh. Everett, E-V-E-R-E-T-T-E, at N-A-A-A-A.com. Okay. So, Mr. Peel, so I, before our special guests get up, I just want to. You can that- DM me on my Twitter now. And okay. That's ever, that's- ever ready 65. That's E V E R E D is in David Y. The number six five. That's my or at ever ready six five on Twitter. Well, I know you love these trivia questions because these are all these young men just seem like they gravitate to you, uh, Mr. Pearsaw. So I want to test your knowledge. And just step back for a moment, because we talk about the Watkins Award and how great this award is and how uh, extraordinary athletes these guys represent on the field. And certainly the scholar uh, piece has no question, but there have been two Watkins Awards. Buckets Award winners. Do you recall who was the other? That's a great question. Hmm. No, I don't. I'd like no. you to tell me. I'd like you to answer a question. LeVar Arrington. Oh, oh. You, take, you take me back to 97. My oh, yeah, I had yeah, to you know, you take me back, back to 97. I okay. take you. Yes. And I yes. want the audience to know, yes. not only is uh, Nicole Dean in an elite group where there are three others, but there have only been two others who have won the Buckets Award, which represents the best, the very best linebacker in the country. And, uh, but there have only been two who have won this award 
in college and in the NFL. So Nicole Dean has the opportunity to, to be the first to do it in high school, to do it in college, and possibly do this in the NFL. If it is possible, Nicole Dean certainly will engineer, excuse me for the lack of a better word, but he'll engineer his way to that award as a professional football player. Now, with that said, Mr. Pearson, let's talk about the Watkins Award itself. The Watkins Award, well, you know what? Let me just step back for a second because we do so much good. I do want people to know that they can they can donate to the Watkins Award again, as we stated last year, by being a part of Amazon Smile. Now, if you're using Amazon, all you have to do is switch over to Amazon Smile and you will be donating to the Alliance. There's no extra cost. There's nothing special that goes on other than the fact that you are a member of Amazon Smile and they automatically donate to us. There's no extra taxes. There's no extra uh, price uh, percentage that's added to uh, the cost of your merchandise. They just donate to the organization so we can continue doing these great things. There's a lot to come. But before I give credit where credit is due to some of our sponsors, Mr. Pierce, tell us briefly about the Watkins Award. Why was this award established? Great question. And and we're in the middle of it now. So I love it when you continue to ask me questions like that, because uh, those are the types of questions that are permeating this entire nation as we're in the middle of the process of figuring out who will be the five individuals that we uh, indoctrinate into the Watkins family this year. And so we are the National Alliance of African-American Athletes. And although this is the Watkins show, the organization behind the award with which we call the Watkins is the National Alliance of African-American Athletes, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization, which we started in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, back in 1989. Now, we do a number of things, but the one thing that has become a flagship for the organization is the Watkins Award. And again, I say that because we do so many other things that because uh, so many people know about the Watkins Award, more importantly, the, the great young men that have gone through the Watkins program and been honored and now are part of the Watkins family, it overshadows a lot of the uh, community service work and programming that we've done you know, over the last 30 plus years. But the Watkins Award is the top scholar athlete in the country. And so we began this process back in July, where we start putting together a list of individuals whom we consider to be the top athletes in the country. And it's the top 150 football players, the top 50 baseball players, and the top 50 basketball players. They now, uh, once this list is assembled, get the opportunity to then compete for the Watkins Award by sending in a package that helps us to understand who they are as an individual and what they represent outside of the sport with which they participate. And so although the country would like to recognize them for 
the number of points that they score, the number of dunks that they have, the number of touchdowns that they've gotten, uh, the number of interceptions and passes and completions, the number of home runs, all those types of things with which the general masses are recognizing the individuals that are playing in these sports. Uh, we essentially say uh, we could care less about that at this point. It's gotten you to the table. The question is, will you eat? And so let's get the packages in and figure out if you can compete off the field against all of the other people who are great athletes, just like you are. And those individuals get an opportunity to be to submit a package and to be graded and scrutinized by a list of individuals that are on our selection committee. And now uh, we're on the back end of that, where in the next uh, few weeks, we'll know who those five individuals are. And they'll be then uh, announced at the Under Armour All-American Game on January the 2nd. Uh, We then do a magnificent event where we let the world know who they are. Their hometowns get an opportunity to celebrate who they are. But the whole world gets to understand that a person with whom they thought was just an athlete as an African-American male going into his senior year is much bigger and much more than an athlete. They're 4.4, 4.6. 4.8, and lest I say, 5.0 grade point average students with hundreds of hours of community service and a member of the most elite, both social and academic clubs known uh, to all of the high schools throughout the country. So we're very proud as I'm in the middle of it. And you see that uh, I've gone through this a number of times, but more importantly, as I go through this process, sometimes I'm a little removed from it by months, but now I'm deep in it. I'm in the weeds. And uh, I'm excited to know uh, that we have some great, great individuals. The sad, saddest thing for me is that we can't reward them all. We have to draw the line somewhere. And so five individuals will be a, a part of that elite group and indoctrinated with the 100 plus individuals that we have as part of it. So um, excitement uh, is really as un- an understatement for where we are in the process. But Watkins Reward is the real deal. And the nation will know who those 2022 guys are. Real well, you talk about we, and we is also inclusive of your board. And that board that you have are currently working on the, the possibility, and I use the word possibility because we know what's going on there, the possibility of the Watkins Award Banquet taking place in Bethesda, Maryland, of all places. So what is... What's the status of that possibility? What has your board reported back to you? And, and, and what does that board mean to you? You're just so specific as a person from D.C. And in fact, I just had lunch with an individual who was from Columbia, Maryland. But I dare say that if he were anywhere else in the country, he would tell you he was from Baltimore. So let's not bring up the city of Bethesda. We'll be in the greater Washington, D.C. area. And I, knew, I know that pains you as a D.C. guy, to think of Bethesda even being part of the greater Washington, D.C. area. But we'll be in the greater Washington, D.C. area. And when you said, might we, we absolutely will be having a Watkins Awards ceremony that will be the most posh, the most elite, the most electrifying event you have ever seen. And we'll be bringing it to the country so that they can view it in person and pay-per-view online. And so I'm excited about it. Uh, But again, we'll be in the greater Washington, D.C. area 
on March the 12th. Well, to the contrary, Mr. Pearsall, <laughs> I used to ride DC Transit, which went out to Bethesda. I rode Metro, and Metro stands for the Metro DC area, and I know all about the DMV. But you know what? I'll take your focus as being, you know, that area being a very close suburb of Washington, DC. I'm Wait, looking forward to it. You now, know it's, it's, it's area. That's how we do it. It's area. Okay. Well, <laughs> your board members who are helping you out, I hope uh, that your board members recognize that you are saying words like, we are assured to put this on. I mean, this is, you know, this is really putting some stress on your board members. Now, your board okay. members. Okay. Well, your board so, members so, are going to be in Orlando at the so let me game. So let me, let me go back to that, and then we'll talk about that. So mm-hmm. we're all about structure. And so we have a board that has the appropriate processes in place and the appropriate structure to evaluate how we do things. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I'm most proud, most proud about where we are now. And so uh, our board will make sure we go in the right direction. There is no doubt about that. But more importantly, the subset of our board is that their committee and that committee is currently evaluating the best option um, financially. And when you talk about individuals that look at what we do and see all of the individuals that uh, we brought on the show, all the Watkins guys that really um, identify with what we're doing and all the things that they've accomplished, you know, the biggest hurdle that we have is, is funding. And so, you know, their challenge is making sure that we have all of the appropriate funding so that uh, we are able to do these things. And, and as you always state, if you go to www.nsandnancy, followed by 4as.com, there's always a donate button. And if you're impressed by the individuals that have gone on to do such wonderful things that are part of what we're doing and our initiatives and all the what we do, you know, we need that support. But our board is there to evaluate and or make those things happen. And the committee is churning through all of the numbers um, to say, this is how we'll roll it out. But we will undoubtedly, on March the 12th, uh, have our event in the greater D.C. area, if you will. And it will be absolutely magnificent. Dare say maybe the best ever. Well, you know, I, I want you to get to what's going on in Orlando. But I also want you to, to let the listeners uh, and the viewers understand how serious this event is based on the past. And you've had some, you know, some great opportunities along with myself to enjoy some excellent speakers. Who have been some of those, those keynote speakers in the past at some of the Watkins Award banquets? Uh, we've had uh, Stephen A. Smith. We've had uh, Jamel Hill. We've had, um, you know, Doc Walker, uh, Lorenzo Alexander. We've had Myron Roll. Um, there's a long, long list. We've had Doug Williams. Um, there's a long list. Bernie Bickerstaff, the late Dennis Green. Uh, the list really goes on and on. Again, I say that we've done this for 30 years. And so um, the list of people that have come on to speak are people who really believe in what we're doing and uh, really want to be a part of the memory 
of the people that are in that class and the people that are in that audience to talk about the individuals that were bringing that class. And most recently, uh, the person who really laid it down was Ryan Clark, who can be seen on ESPN and a uh, various number of different shows and formats. And so, um, you know, we're continuing to do what we do and people recognize what we're doing. And uh, those people are really important to us because they really stamp themselves in the memory and the lives of the individuals that we're bringing on board. Those were some big names. And it's indicative that those names feel the way they do about the structure you talked about and the the awesome uh, power the National Alliance of African-American Athletes uh, wield in the fact that they honor these top scholar athletes. One thing for sure I just want you to touch on real quick is in Orlando, first of all, if somebody wants some tickets, they can hit you, they can DM you on your Twitter account. I forgot you don't do Instagram, but you do Twitter. And that Twitter account again is what, Mr. Pierce? So let me just tell you, I have Instagram as well. I just go on Twitter more often. So it's the same on Instagram. It's ever ready. And I say ever ready better than the battery because the battery dies and stops much quicker than I do. So it's E-V-E-R-E-D-Y, six, five. Well, E-V-E-R-E-D-Y, six, five, both Instagram and Twitter. Well, I I don't want you not to be looking at your Instagram account (laughs) and somebody is expecting a ticket in Orlando and you haven't looked at your account. So I want to stay on your Twitter account. But I'm glad to know that. So if we get, I, I mean, we talked about 10 last week. You got a couple of people that, that got some tickets. So let's let's go up to the number 10 again. So if you get 10 people who hit you up on, on uh, Twitter, then they can get a free ticket to the game down in Orlando. Courtesy of Mr. Pearsall himself. He He's paying for the tickets now, ladies and gentlemen. So push him hard to get to those tickets. Push him as hard as you can. I, I'm going to be more honest, and, and it probably is just a humble way of saying I appreciate the people who support me. Um, I will be uh, obviously able to get to a ticket, uh, but that ticket will come from Under Armour. And Under Armour is our supporter, and they've been diehard for so long and doing so much for us. Um, it'll come from Under Armour, but it will come from me, V-I-A, Under Armour. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, thank you for clarifying that, uh, Mr. Pearsall. But Mr. Pearsall will be in Orlando for the Under Armour game, which is on January the 2nd. And typically that game kicks off at what time, Mr. Pearsall, around 6 or? Uh, yeah, that game will be 6 o'clock. On okay. January the 2nd. Okay. And that game itself features who? It, 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 you, you went out. Oh, you, it's, your, your mic is muted. So it features the top African, well, I shouldn't say African-American scholar athletes. It features the top athletes around the country. And it just happens that the top athletes that are coming through 
the Watkins Award, the honorees uh, will, in most cases, be playing in that game. Uh, in previous years, I have been down uh, at the uh, game, and it's been quite an awesome event, to say the least. I see that our guest is coming up. His phone is on mute, but let me just say, uh, Ben Tate is, you know, distant cousin, cousin, but so I yet, had to rally. I had to rally. Okay. I had to rally. Had to rally. Okay. Let's technical difficulty, but I had to rally. See, I know you did. I know you went to the <laughs> sideline and fixed things. You fixed your helmet. Uh, but Ben Tate is originally from Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, you know, he got smiles galore, but this guy, you know, clearly in the back of me, as I mentioned, I got none other than uh, the Auburn University football stadium. Uh, I mean, when we talk about rocking and rolling down there in Auburn University, I mean, it's only one thing down there. It's Auburn University, and that's it. It's just a university. This is what you call a football town. But, you know, we talking about another five-star scholar-athlete and uh, so he's coming uh, with us today, and I just want to recognize the fact that he was an extraordinary athlete, you know, given the fact that he comes from, you know, Maryland Eastern Shore, a place where you typically wouldn't even expect a, a two-star athlete, let alone a one-star athlete. Don't but talk ben, about that man's hometown like that. Don't talk about he, my man's hometown. Like man, that. well, he he put his hometown on he the map. He put him on the map. And all I want to do is one say, welcome to the show, Ben Tate. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks. I'm glad to be on. Well, Ben, you know, one of the things that everybody always want to know, because we got a lot of youth. And we got a lot of parents that are listening to our show from all over the world, let alone all over the United States. And clearly, there are a million kids that are out here playing high school football. Their goal is to go to the next level. How do you configure your mindset to play football and get to the point that you had gotten as a young man? in high school. What's going on in your household to get you to that point in the classroom and on the football field? Uh, I mean, first, first and foremost, you got to have the, the, the talent. You got to have the ability. And that comes from God, from your parents. You know, I'm, so you got to have that first. So, you know, fortunately for me, he gave me a lot of ability, a lot of talent, a lot more than, you know, most people. Um, because, you know, you only can go as far as what you got in you. Right. But hey, if it wasn't in you to be an NFL player, you know, you just, you know, a six foot, 210 pounds, you know, you the fastest you can run is a four eight. And maybe, you know, you know, then it, it, you know, if you maxing out, you maxing out, then you just never meant to be an NFL player. So I just believe in, you know, first of all, just, just maximizing what's in you. So, you know, that was our, that was in me. Uh, that was in me at birth. So I just took the, the advantage of it and, you know, I led with, you know, the mindset of, like you said, of having the grades and putting in the hard work. So it was definitely, you know, the grades, focusing on my grades, focusing on uh, putting in the hard work and just being the best that I could be. 
I met your family and it was obvious that they were pushing you. But aside from your family, who was that person that was really pushing you outside of the door? Because they say it takes a village to raise a child. So who was that person that was really pushing you when you left that household? Um, I mean, fortunately for me, my family is the size of a village. (laughs) (laughs) He don't know. He don't know. He don't know. (laughs) My family is the size of a village, so it didn't really take, you know, I didn't always need, you know, too much outside, um, too much outside influence, you know, but we did, you know, we did always have guys like Everett. Everett was always there. You know, we would lean on him and certain things. Um, But outside of that, I mean, my family was athletes. We came from athletes. Some of them had kind of had been there, kind of done it, maybe not to that extent quite yet. So it was fortunate enough to me that, you know, I was in a family that was able to experience already. And then what they didn't experience was good enough to have, you know, friends and friends of the family like Everett that was um, helping us. So in your DNA, I mean, every human is different. But by the time you become a senior, everybody's recruiting you. You travel 800 miles from Maryland Eastern Shore to Auburn, Alabama. I mean, you talking about football country down here in the South. What type of mindset? Because a lot of kids, they want it. But it's a different story when you get into this stadium behind me and finally you step on that football field. So what type of mindset did you have to really have to leave Maryland Eastern Shore and come down to Auburn, Alabama? Uh, I just really had my mind, as wild as it sounds, that I was just a dog and I wanted to prove that everybody, you know, cause how you came on, how you came on uh, talking about the, my hometown, it wasn't nobody. And that's, that's exactly how I felt. So I felt like I had to be the one. I feel like I had to be the one to show everybody that it is talent here. There is, it, you know, that there is, you know, it's just not Baltimore, you know, it's just not the over here on the shore. <laughs> we got, we got, we got, we got skills too. And I, I really took that to heart and I really, you know, so I really carried that weight on my shoulders. Um, and it's really what pushed me. And it made me feel like, hey, to prove to everyone else, not just to everyone else, because even it, it's still sometimes a small part of you that, that wonders, like, because you know the competition, like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm killing them. But what, what would I really do if I went to Auburn? What would I really do if I went to, you know, the best conference um, in college football and played? And not along, not along that, but then go to the best school that's known for the running backs at that time. So that was just my mindset to challenge myself that, hey, if you're as good as you say you are, then, then go here, go and do that right here. Go and do that right here. So to me, it was either I was going to be, I was either going to be a star or I was going to completely fail. It wasn't no in between for me. And you start you, 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 you going to go do it or you going to you wait? Well, you, you got into Auburn and you weren't just an average player. We talking about a guy that set records down there at Auburn. I mean, you, you come into a place where you can't hide. I mean, in Auburn, everybody knows who you are. They know you come from, they know your story better than you know your story. So with that kind of pressure on you and that stadium is full every Saturday, that's not just a, a homecoming game. 
We talking about being full every Saturday. The city shuts down. I've been down that highway and it takes, you know, here it is. I can drive down that highway and drive through Auburn in a matter of 10 minutes. It's only two exits. But football day is two hours to get through two exits. So what type of mindset do you need to have when things are not really going your way down in Auburn? It was still that same. I'm the dog. I I had that mentality. I, I had that, that. It wasn't no give up in me. I don't I don't know how to quit. To this day, I still don't know how to quit. It, it's not it's not a quit in me. Right. You know. Well, so even when things got hard, even when things got tough. I just I just looked at it as hey you gotta persevere, hey you gotta overcome. Because for me to even get there already, I I, I had to already overcome. So I had right. been through it before. I wasn't me going through, you know, a tough time or trying to, you know, figure out things out. I had been there before, even at a, such a young age. I've been there. So it wasn't it wasn't nothing to me to understand that hey, things are gonna happen. You just gotta persevere and keep going. Well, eighty thousand people who are cheering or booing. You kept them chin the whole time you was down there at Auburn. And I just want to tell you, thank you uh, for the Auburn community, because you meant a lot to the economics of Auburn University and Auburn, Alabama. Uh, But I just, before I, I hand you over to Everett, I just want to say also that while you were there, uh, one of the things I used to always hear was about Ben Tate the student. And despite you getting all the accolades on the field, you had an opportunity to really do some things uh, as a student. So thank you for holding up as a student. Pearsaw, he's all yours now. (laughs) Ben Tate, a.k.a. B. Tate, a.k.a. Mr. Tate, a.k.a. Little Benny, a.k.a. Mr. Southern Maryland, a.k.a. Mr. State Champion, a.k.a. Benny the Bruiser, a.k.a. <laughs> the best back in Maryland, a.k.a. Mr. Auburn, a.k.a. Mr. War Eagle, a.k.a. Mr. Houston Texan, a.k.a. the strongest and best back out there in the business. And he's back with me, the entrepreneur, the son of Big Benny, the nephew of Greg Tate, my man. <laughs> ben Tate, welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, that's a that's a heck of an intro. I tell you what, right there, man. <laughs> I mean every word of it. Now, I always got to take the listeners back, man, because there's always history to get to where we are now. And when I talk about the fact that he's the son of Big Benny and the nephew of Greg Tate, Greg, his uncle was my roommate many moons ago. And he was in my ear saying, you know what? I know about this Watkins Award you got, but I got this nephew coming up. I'll tell you that if I had a dollar for every time a friend, a cohort, a coworker, uh, someone, a family member came to me and said that they had someone that was deserving of the Watkins Award, I wouldn't have to work another day in my life. But he stayed on me and he said, I got a guy. You got to look at my nephew. I chalked it up a couple of years and I said, you know what? I'm going down there. I went down there to see 
little Benny play, which is really not little Benny, but I went to see him play and I said, oh my God, this man played the running back position better than anyone I had ever seen. He had about four or five touchdowns that game. In fact, I remember specifically in the second quarter, he got sick, came to the sideline, and <laughs> excuse me, my listeners, threw up all over the place, went back in the game and ran another touchdown. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. The head coach for Auburn was on the sideline. He's pacing up and down, salivating, trying to figure out how can I make sure he stays true to his word and comes to Auburn. And so I'm like, Greg, come on, man. You didn't really stay on me big enough to make sure that I knew who your nephew was. He said, man, I've been telling you for years, my nephew is that guy. And so as we went further closer to the Watkins time, I had an opportunity to send out the package to him. And I realized that he wasn't just a football player. He was a guy that was intent on being known and being proud of for what he represented off the field, what he represented off the field. You know, that's what Watkins is all about. And so we've also touched into the village that you have down there. I've been there, the charity events, the football games, the celebrity basketball, all the people there, they're around you. I've seen nothing like it before in my entire life. His family actually runs that. I don't care who listens and who hears this. They know it. The Tate family runs that area. There's no doubt about it. When you grow up in that environment, you have to tell me one thing. First of all, being so acclaimed on the football field, knowing you've got your family behind you, nobody's going to mess with you in a certain kind of way. How do you stay so focused on being a good person of, uh, and a personal character and a person who stays to your grades? How do you do it? How do you be such a great athlete but also pay attention to all the things off the field. I mean, one reason is when your dad about 6'3", about 300 pounds, and his hands about as big as the table, you ain't finna do too much. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't finna get out of line too much. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it was just... You know, honestly, um, that being a, a small part of it, um, but also, you know, I was I was around men um, who, yeah, no one was perfect. They gave good examples. You know, um, they gave good examples. Um, my dad, he's always been a humble person, so he was always on me to stay humble. He was always on me to, hey, make sure you're make sure you let your pads do the talking. And then it was after that, or even before that, then it was, hey, uh, none of this matters if if you don't got good grades. Hey, hey! I don't care if you ran for three hundred yards yesterday. What you got? What, what you get on that science test? Come here. What you, let me see what you got on that science test. Because if, if that science test ain't right, then you know you gonna have to run extra for that. You know, at practice or you know. So he was always on me, just in that aspect to understand that hey, it's not gonna last forever, and you have to get something out of it too. He's always telling me, hey, they're using you to play football, right? So what you need to use them for? You better get your education. I heard that. And that's great. When you talk about the fact that your father, I mean, at the end of the day, he is in the Hall of Fame at North Carolina Central. He did get drafted outside of injury. He, too, would have been, you know, someone who had a prominent career in the NFL. And you talk about your uncle, who I know. I mean, he drove Obama in his inauguration. 
he was the highest, one of the highest ranking people in the Secret Service and goes on to do big things with the NBA. So you had those examples, but we also know exactly. you had other people around you that could have drug you down as well. So the second question I have for you, Benny, is, you know, give me an example of, you know, when you were in high school, when you were growing up, when you had to make a decision uh, to make the right decision or the wrong decision and what helped you to make the right decision. Uh, you know, what was cool about being in high school and being that young that I think that maybe I'm not, maybe most adults maybe don't do with their kids is that my dad allowed me to make a lot of decisions. He allowed me to make a lot of decisions, but I think that he did that because he trusted what he instilled in me. He trusted right. what he didn't, what, you know what I'm saying? That right. village had instilled in me up to that point. I believe that he he trusted and he knew and he believed that because even when something was hard, I always say, Dad, what would you do if this was you? Okay, then I will go to Uncle Greg. Hey, Uncle Greg, well, what you think? Okay, well, well, this is what I think. Right. And I would use I would use all those things. And they were, and my dad would always say, at the end of the day, this your life, son. You got to make that choice. You going right. to be there, not me. Right. You got to make that choice. You got to figure this out. You got to know if that's the right person that should be for you. You know? Right, right. That's excellent, man. Excellent way. And at the end of the day, it is our choices. And, you know, even when you have kids, they start growing up. They get to the point where you want them to be able to spread their own wings. And it sounds like although they let you make your own decision, they were still sitting there watching you. So, exactly. <laughs> they, I mean, they, were right there. they weren't going to let me. If, if, my, if, if it was something that was detrimental, I don't believe that my dad would allow me to do it. Right. If it was just a bad decision, sometimes I think he would allow me to do it, but he would tell me that ain't that ain't that ain't the right choice. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I'm gonna allow you to because it's this ain't gonna this ain't gonna kill you. It's ain't gonna hurt you too bad. So I'm gonna let you go on the rock with that decision if that's what you want to do. <laughs> you know. And then you start right. to learn too. We're like, all right, all right, I'm gonna do it. Go, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start to learn like, hey man, all right, hey dad, I ain't gonna lie, man, you was right. You know. <laughs> So, so, so kind of speaking very highly through your career, you, you know, you go through Eastern Shore, obviously the best back in Eastern Shore. You, you put your showcase of talents that we see through the state championship and through your career, you're the best back in Maryland. And then you go to Auburn and we know that you're the best back in the country. And then you go on into the NFL. And obviously, I believe that you were the best back in the NFL while you were playing in the NFL and the most coveted free agent at one point uh, where you had to make a decision where you want to go from the Texans. As you go through that and now obviously making the next step into or have made the next step into your entrepreneurial career. Tell me what the Watkins Award has meant to you. Man, it's um, it has meant a lot. I got lifelong <laughs> friendships from the Watkins. Lifelong friendships from the Watkins. Um, um, those are guys that you can tap into that you know are just like you. You know, they may be into the sports, but you know what? They got, the we got some technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? All right, you we good now? I can hear you. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, there you go. Go ahead, Ben. You're talking about the relationships that you've built that you can tap into. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. What you yeah. saying now? What I was saying? I forgot. You said you had some lifelong relationships that you could tap into. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So being with the Watkins, you know, being there and meeting those guys is that, you know, 
you, you find guys that's, you know, just like you, you know, they just not jocks that they just don't care about football. You sit down, you're like, dude, talk about stock market. You're like, huh? Oh, what's up, bro? Like, okay, teach me some, you know? And then you have somebody like who was in my class, a Rose Scholar, and you're just looking at him like, dang, man, I'm just learning from you. Just <laughs> listen to you speak. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's those, it's those, you know, those times and those memories that, you know, you can't, you, I wouldn't have experienced anywhere else. You just, Excellent, man. You, 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 you don't. So it meant, it meant a lot to me and it's a brotherhood now. A lot of us still, you know, keep in contact. A lot of us still talk. I can, I just talked to um one of the Watkins guys, was it, what, two weeks ago on the phone for about an hour. <laughs> you know, I just looked at my, I just looked at my, um, I just looked at my DMs and I got a message, another message uh, from a Watkins guy that I, I missed it maybe about like a week ago. I'm about to go message him back. <laughs> you know, so. That's excellent. It, and it and what, a lot. one of the things I think about is when DeVere Posey got drafted to the Houston Texans, you know, he took him under his wing, taught him what it was to be a professional, kind of helped him to assimilate into being a Houston Texan. And DeVere talks about it to this day, like, what would I have done? you know, had Benny not been there to help me and uh, to really make that transition. And so, you know, I, I just want to tell you that he talks about it when we had our show and he was on the show, he talked about the fact that, you know, one of the big benefits to his relationship and what the Watkins award has meant to him is the relationship like that, where right, he knew yeah. he could tap in at every level and be able to benefit from it. And it really means a lot um, yeah. real quickly. And you don't have to go to a lot of details. One of the things that I'm proud of is how, when you made a decision that you were moving on from the NFL, you decided to, take on an entrepreneurial um, endeavors and kind of figure out what is that next step. Being as intelligent as you are, you evaluated everything, you use your resources, but tell us some of the things that you're doing right now. Some of the businesses and some of the great things that you've been involved with over the last few years, a couple of years. Um, so a few years, I had a trucking company. Um, I had a trucking company for the last like two or three years, um, maybe four years. Um, but I just recently, I just recently, right when the middle of, you know, kind of COVID hit, um, <clears throat> that scared me a little bit. Um, I shouldn't have let it have now that, you know, I, I, I go back and look at things and how things are going. Um, but I let it scare me and I got rid of um, all my trucks. Um, I still do it, dabbling a little bit of real estate right now. Um, so those are, that's really, that's really kind of my, 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 my thing right now. You know? Now tell about the family life and some of the things that you're doing in the community well, or have done in the community over the last number of years as well, both at home uh, with the, the camps that you've done in the past and some of the things you may have done in Houston that I may not even know about. Oh, oh, well, you know, man, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like those things for me, I do those things for the, you know, for the community and for the kids. And for me, that's not like things that I kind of, I ain't going to say boast or brag about, but I understand what you're asking. You know, I have, yeah, I have put on camps. I have um, given, you know, fam, given uh, what I did to 44 families like two years in a row. 44 families, you know, where I give them Christmas, and I do Christmas for them, and I feed them. Um, so I do those things like that in the community. Um, but I, I, I do it to, to really do it for them. I don't do it for the, you know, for the publicity and things like that. I always believe that um, when it's true and it's from the heart, that if it gets, you know, put out there publicly, then okay, but it shouldn't, that I shouldn't be the driving force to put it out there. And um, so, and that always makes, that's just my opinion, and that always makes me wonder about some guys, you know, when they're, you know, when you constantly see them like, oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Well, why are you really doing it? Right. You well, know? thank you for being so humble. But more importantly, thank you for doing those things. And the reason I ask that is because I want people to know that, again, to whom much is given, much is required. 
and I want to be encouraging to other people, whether they want people to know about it or not. Those are the things that, first of all, Watkins men do, but those are the things Absolutely. that we should all do to try to uplift the community and do all the things that we're, that, that, that we're called to do. Man, thank you for joining the show, man. I ain't seen you for thank a while. You. It's time to get my tail back out there to Houston so we can kick it, man. Miss you yes, so sir. much. Promise I'm going to see you soon. I promise you that. Promise you that. Right. I'm going to turn you back over to Coach T. Tate. Hey, right. Ben. I, hey, man, it's always a pleasure. We're getting ready to go off, but here's a quick question for you. How can people keep up with Ben Tate? I mean, you be rolling, man, running over people. What, what, what's that social network? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me on IG. Uh, Tate RV. Okay. Well, you heard it. Ben Tate RV. Look, this is another edition of the Watkins Award. We got Coach T. Tate here. Of course, Jay Amber Pearsall and our special guest, special, special guest, Ben Tate, a.k.a. the Big Ben. So, hey, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. And, hey, this show was sponsored again by a number of people. I'm just going to throw out one of the, the new ones by myself for nothing.com. Check out that website, by myself or nothing. Dot com. That's something that even Mr. Pearsall needs to go on there and pick up a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Again, you had it here on the Watkins Awards with Coach T. Tate and yours truly, Mr. J. Everett Pearsall. Thanks again for being here. Talk to you later. For the drive, you know it's really my passion. Never gonna stop me, really, I'll make it happen. Uh, I, gotta get I don't know, man, that strip is calling my name. Money want me to have it. <laughs> what I say, I'm top coming. I grew from the dirt, guess I had to make a million. I grew up, I swear I rose from the valley. Every day I put the work in, I gotta keep a tally on beat. Pockets stay heavy, when you see me, don't leave. Falling days in the streets, had homies in the struggle. All you gotta do is put your mind to it.